Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Silwan here, great to be with you. As I mentioned in the last podcast from last week, there are changes coming to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I hope to, in the next week or two, have everything kind of finalized, smoothed out. There'll be a new intro, a new outro. It'll be a little bit more clear what that's going to look like. But I'll give you sort of a summary today as you listen to today's podcast. I think I'm going to go from Monday through Friday to two or three times a week. And I'm going to do that because I'm going to make the podcast a little bit longer so I can get a little bit more detail. You know, instead of 10 to 15 minutes as they've been, they'll probably be more like 15 to 20 minutes, maybe a little bit longer, maybe 25 minutes. Each podcast is going to have some sort of current event or current detail that I highlight that you might or may not have heard about or paid attention to. And then I will use that to then refer back to some of the points I've been talking about in the last year and a half. I really want every episode to be really packed with information, things that make you think, things that will make you want to share With your friends, no filler, no fluff. It could be twice a week. It could be three times a week. It's really just going to depend, you know, what I see that really strikes me as important to talk about and to comment on in the Pilgrim's Odyssey kind of way. So today, I'm going to give you a flavor of that. A little bit about the age of data and something that's bugged me for a long time is in an age of data and experts and degrees and accreditations and all the specific lingo that comes with each of those, obfuscation can be easily achieved with an abundance of big language and often impenetrable data. I am talking about this study that we did. And then you think to yourself, well, what was the study? How did you do the study? What's in the study? Can I look at the study? Or are you just telling me there is this study that proves your point? Or big language that sounds complicated and you think, well, they must know what they're talking about. You know, you want to hide your intentions or the lack of any kind of real plan or the truth of something? Just make it sound and be as complicated as possible. One need only look at our politicians and their 2,000-page bills that they absolutely, if you ask them a question, they could not refer to any page of that bill for the answer. When somebody can't explain to you the general goals, principles, or concepts of something clearly, get suspicious. I get suspicious. I've always found throughout my life, whether it was in sports, whether it was in college, whether it's in life and business, you name it. Now, You can't learn how to be a physicist in a simple little conversation, but a physicist can surely tell you what they do, a good one, pretty clearly, pretty simply, pretty straightforward way. And I found all experts can do that. They can explain general goals, general principles, general concepts. Clearly, great teachers can always do that. If you ever had, think back to great teachers you had, 
you know, they might be about to teach you things that are very complicated and they're going to be hard to get your head around. But when they're explaining the general goals of the class, where are we going? Why are we doing this? They're able to do it in a pretty straightforward way. Now, this goes for plumbers, doctors, lawyers, you name it. All of those good plumbers, good doctors, good lawyers. I've always found all of them. If they really got a handle on what they're doing and they're totally sure of it and they're just trying to be completely honest with you, they're pretty straightforward. You know, th think of like a, a project at your house. The best plumbers, the best carpenters, the best electricians, they, they can tell you exactly what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, why it's going to cost, what it's going to cost. And you can look at all that and you can follow it. And you might not know how to lay that wire, but you can surely understand, okay, I'm laying uh, 20 feet of wire, whatever it is. And you hear that and then you trust them. But you get a big complicated project and you just get one big number and it's like, oh, this is too complicated to explain. Well, I start getting suspicious. What went into that number? Same thing for doctors and lawyers, especially lawyers, where so much of what they do is taking some boilerplate template they did for somebody else and put your name in it and change a few things around and charge you a whole bunch of money. And then they try to make it seem truly really complicated, where really you probably could have hired a paralegal or gone to some online site and done it yourself. Now, sometimes this is done innocently, Sometimes this is done to hide incompetence, or worse, it's done to pull one on over on you, charge you too much, pull the wool over your eyes. Just recently, on a segment of Tucker Carlson, the war correspondent, Laura Logan, was interviewed, where she talked about this very issue, and it was this interview that got me thinking about this. Now, she used a term that I had not heard before, talking about how people can use complex language, how they can use complexity to hide what they either know or don't know, what they know that they don't want you to know or what they don't know that they don't want you to know that they don't know. And she used this term, ambiguity increasing. Man, I like that. So here's what she said, and this is especially important now with what's going on in Afghanistan, with what's going on with covid with what's going on with new rules and regulations, what to understand about those things. Here's what she said to Tucker. There are many things the United States could do right now to change what has happened and what is happening in Afghanistan. And they're not doing it. We don't care about Afghanistan. We believe that Pakistan is the most important country in that region, and they always will be. What they want you to believe is that Afghanistan is complicated because if you complicate it, it's a tactic and in information warfare called ambiguity increasing. This comes down to the fact that the United States wants this outcome. Whoever's in power right now, whoever's really pulling the strings, and I don't know that, they could do anything they want to change this and they're not. Ambiguity increasing. You make things look more and more complicated to hide your true intentions sometimes. You think make things more and more complicated to hide what your real plan is. I don't know how many of you listen to the Jocko Willink podcast. He just put up a video on Instagram talking about really how simple and straightforward right now, what's going on right now in Afghanistan could be taken care of. That you basically go in, you secure all the airfields. Anyone there that gets in your way, you kill them. Then from each of those airfields around the country, you send out teams to get all the Americans in there and all the other people you want to get out. And if anybody gets in your way, you kill them. Then you get those people out. 
Then, with those airfields and the teams that are left, you destroy all the weapons that we've left behind, and you say, if you get in our way, we're going to kill you. And then you leave. Pretty straightforward. It could have been that straightforward in the beginning. As I mentioned in the last podcast, any parent who doesn't let their child run in the street with busy traffic could have done a better pullout than the administration has done in Afghanistan. It's pretty simple, really. You get the Americans out, then you get the Afghanistan people out that helped us. Then you get out what military you don't need for a final evacuation. Then the final evacuation, you destroy all the weapons, you close down other airfields, you turn out the lights, and you say, good luck, Afghanistan. It's not hard. But what did we do then? What happened then and what's happening now? People want to make it more complicated than what it is. You get these diplomats whose job is to make things sound complicated. I mean, you would think that is diplomacy today, although it doesn't need to be. And the more complicated it gets, here's the scary thing. Not only does the truth get more and more blurred, and not only does it get harder to decide what to do forward, the people creating the people creating the ambiguity, they get lost. They don't know where they're going. And you end up in the situation that we're in today. So much data, so much information, so many complicated words that people are using to prove their worth. You don't know what to believe. You don't know where to turn. You don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. As always, I'm bringing all this up so that we can look at ourselves. It is important to remember this in our own lives. When we lose focus, life gets more complicated. It gets harder to understand and it is much easier to lie to ourselves about what we need to do to change things. It's why often in my classes that I teach around the country, I'll always bring up that children are a great mirror to ourselves. Are we straightforward with them? Do we do the things that we tell them to do? Or are we, are we guilty of ambiguity increasing? Do we hold our kids to standards that we don't hold ourselves because we think our lives are more complicated or we're adults or we don't get it? Do we leave our children in the dark on things because we don't think they'll understand, but really the truth is we don't want them to know the truth? Do we do that in our families? Because your life at home should be pretty clear and focused. Here's where it's important. Here's where we're going. Here are the standards we're holding our children to. Here are the standards we're holding ourselves to. Let's go. Let's get some. But that didn't happen. Our lives become just as complicated. Our lives become just as full of data that tends to blur and obscure and hide the reality of our lives. And then you know what happens? When we start pointing fingers at people, look what we're doing in Afghanistan. Look what we're doing in our politics. If you're doing that to make change, great. If you're doing that to try to Inform people, great. But if you're just doing that to take your eyes off your own problems, if you're looking in the speck of the president's eye or the speck of the secretary of state's eye and you're doing it to avoid looking at the log in your own eye, you might want to start with yourself, my friend. So as we look at a world where more and more bad decisions are being hidden, and people are being lied to through the cloak, through the cloak of 
more and more complicated information to make things seem more complicated than they are. Guide yourself through that madness by looking at yourself, looking at your own life. Where are you going? Where's your family going? Are you on track? Are you off track? Are you living with purpose or are you not living with purpose? Do you have clear goals? Do you have standards you hold yourself to that you don't hold your kids to and vice versa? Have this conversation with your family. Remind them that the reality of life is there are very few things that we can control, even in our own lives, that we can control. But the one thing we can control is sitting down and decided where's our purpose, where we're going, how are we going to remain focused. I'm getting ready to go to Maine to do a workshop with veterans on PTSD. Proud to say it was totally filled up. And one of the things I'm going to talk about there is one thing that PTSD can do to you. It can overwhelm you. It can complicate your life. It can introduce thoughts and feelings into your head, and you don't feel like you can gain control over it. And it's like your head's a balloon, and it's going to explode, literally and figuratively. And you don't know what to do. And one of the things I will talk about is to ultimately work your way through that to overcome it. You got to get focused. You got to understand how complicated your life has become because of the trauma. And you need to look at that and understand what things do I get rid of? What things do I need more of? How do I simplify my life? How do I focus? How do I move forward? It's easy to lie to ourselves and to create all kinds of reasons and problems and language to take our eyes off that simple fact. But in reality, life is pretty simple. When I wake up tomorrow, what am I doing first? What time am I getting up? Then what am I doing next? One decision followed by another. And the more focused you are, and the more simple that is, the more likely it is you're going to succeed. But when you allow yourself to be overcome by your own self-talk of ambiguity, you get further and further away from what the truth is. So my friends, join me. Get focused Get focused on the information that matters, on the things that matter. Don't allow your own self-talk or the self-talk of all those around us that would confuse us and lie to us. Get in the way of what matters. Because you know what? When you're able to do that, you'll be able to aim higher because you'll be able to see more clearly. You'll be able to spread your wings on the air of clarity. You'll see where you're going. Hard to take off when there's nothing but soup in the sky, but when there's clear skies and there's focus, you can start flying. And then you can keep your eyes on the things that matter, which tend to focus us, to simplify us. Our family, our faith, our community. We focus on those things. You cling to those things. You let simple language reign in your brain that is clear and makes sense. And when you do that, and if you do that together, regardless of what's going on in the world around us, we will find peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.